Oh, we're ready to run with the herd. It's a herd hour. Randy Burnside and Justin Arvon come on up to the porch. We're going to try and talk a little positively, but also we take a look back at the Coastal game and also a little look back into Marshall when they've entered new leagues. Randy gets a little historical on us this afternoon. We'll also get into why we think we might have a good opportunity to get back off the schneid there versus the Monarchs of ODU on Saturday there from Ballard. We'll also have some barbecue talk as well, some predictions, but you guys know what to do. It's in the morning, grab that coffee, Phil style. It's in the evening, grab the drink, and come on back. It's time to talk all about Marshall football. Well, gentlemen, beautiful, crisp fall day. Hoping for more of the same tomorrow down there in Old Dominion. Um, and hopefully we'll find some offense along the way too. Guys, how, how are y'all holding up after uh, last weekend? We start this way every week, which is I hope we find some offense. <laughs> We're still looking. Yeah. Help help one of them. Right you now. know, guys, I, I, I'm frustrated because we have a really decent defense. It's a good defense. And I'd say it's better than decent, Randy. And, if you know, just if we could just move the ball a little bit, um, how good this team could be. So it's frustrating, but uh, I wonder how much of that is injuries and, and how much of it is just um, not being good enough at, at certain positions. But, um, you know, for whatever reason, uh, we went from knocking off a really good Notre Dame team on the road uh, to now, you know, we're, we're staring at the likelihood of not going to a bowl game at all. So. Right, and if you're scared, get a dog. <laughs> That's a pruitism. <laughs> they need a little. They need a little more dog in them on the uh, on the offensive line. Uh, I don't know, guys. I- I'll say this: I think part of what's happened here of late decision making. Um, in terms of, I mean, taking some points off the board, not putting yourself in, in bad spots occasionally. I mean, if you're of an offense that's not necessarily extremely strong and, pro- and proficient and prolific, you got to take points when you get opportunities to take points. And Huff did, Huff did not take points a couple times uh, on Saturday night. And had he, we might have had a chance to win that thing at the end again. Well, we would have, you know, put ourselves – what we did by going for it on fourth down there – really would have gained us nothing. It was a two-possession game. You have a chance, a makeable field goal to put us into a one-possession game. Turns out we were able to get the ball right back down the field inside the red zone again uh, at the end. So we would have given ourselves a chance, but you took that chance right out the door by not kicking the field goal at the end of the game there, for sure. I mean, and you think about that too, Justin. You did that once before as well earlier in the game and came away with nothing. And then he also had the blocked field goal. I mean, it was just a, I don't want to say, but no other word, but calamity of errors for, for Marshall in terms of just not being able to put points on the board. And it kind of had that feel like the whole game, like we were going to come back and win this thing, but just not able to do quite enough. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys just said. Always take the points. I don't understand some of the decision-making. And it's not just Marshall, but I see it a lot. People going for 
touchdowns uh, early in games or at different points in games uh, where, you know, you really needed those points at that time and, and just three points could come back and help you a lot uh, down the stretch of a ball game. I'm seeing that a lot, and I don't know what's gotten into this group of coaches who make those kind of decisions, but, um, you know, All I'm, analytical, in, I, Randy. I'm in the old camp when it comes yep. to that. Take the points. Yep. Everyone's got some special analytics thing that they've got to go by now instead of just what do you see with your eyes. And when you're in a game when you've held the other team down essentially the entire time, Take points, keep accumulating them. Something might happen. You're, and especially with this defense, might create turnover. Might get a score yourself. I just right. That, that, think that about, was tough, tough to see. Think about how deflating it is not to get points when you put yourself into position and scoring position, and you come away with nothing. I mean, that was the entire third quarter for Marshall, pretty much on Saturday night. Yes. Now, yes, now, granted, was. I mean, I'll say this: after watching Coastal. Uh, beat up on app and essentially lock up the East division. It, it almost makes you feel even more sick to your stomach that Marshall pretty much shut that offense down after the first quarter and still at home come away with the, with a loss. It's just tough. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Randy, let me yes, ask you, how you feel about our offense coming into this game with Old Dominion? I don't feel very good about it. Uh, we've got an outstanding running back who arguably one of the best in the country, and we can't score points. That scares me. Uh, our passing game is that bad that we're so one-dimensional that, that we're not able to score points um, on folks that – you know, we should be able to have some success against considering, you know, how they fared against other teams. I said last week when we did our podcast that I was hoping the defense would get a touchdown or score some way. You know, they played really well for three quarters, but they didn't get that score. Had the defense got a pick six or, or, or a fumble recovery for a touchdown at some point, that might have been the momentum swing we needed to win that game last week. It just didn't come. Yeah, ab- absolutely, Randy. And, you know, something else you mentioned about our offense not being able to do and put up the production that other teams have, have done against, you know, some of these defenses. I mean, Coastal had what, Justin, did – I don't know if – we counted up at numerous, numerous occasions where it was almost like they had ten dudes in the box. I mean – They, they walked both dudes. safeties down. I yeah. mean, we're going – at times we're running routes with – we're running receivers out there, only two routes uh, trying to pass, protect, and uh, just can't throw the ball. That's the bottom line. Line can't yep. block. Quarterback can't get the ball down the field. I know his yardage was up there, but that's, yeah. just, that's just because they're walking eight, nine into the box, stopping the run. They're just they're, daring. They're the, daring it. Yeah, exactly. They're daring us to throw the ball. We can't take advantage of it. You know, it's November of 2022, and Marshall University can't throw. We are not able to uh, compensate for people putting everybody up to stop the run. So It is crazy because Fancher did throw for 327 yards. Some of those balls were a little less than stellar. Uh, They may be not picturesque, uh, but – I will say they did have some success late in the game getting Gamage 
on those hook routes. It seemed like that worked pretty well, but how many times can you go to that well? And, and Coastal was also allowing us to do so because they've got an 11-point lead. They're okay with that. Um, but but Gammons did have himself another great game. It's a shame that we're almost wasting his talents as well as Laybourne's at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And unfortunately now uh, we're completely out of the conference race. So we'll see how the team responds to that as well. Yeah. Big- and, and, and quite honestly, let's look at it. I mean, we have two wins against FCS opponents. So – you got to find you got to find three more wins in general here. Yeah, and the your next bowl four. hopes are on a a very thin thread. So have to go seven and five, correct, Randy? It, it, yeah. Even if like there's not enough teams, if you're a well, six and team, or how's that? Teams, there's some other things that could happen if there weren't enough teams to fill all the bowls that you could probably get in at six and six. But regardless, uh, I mean. You know, at this point, I'm talking, despite the win over Notre Dame, this season's a disappointment to me. Uh, I mean, this is not the year two I expected to see um, under this new coaching staff. So um, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if it's the injuries, uh, you know. But everyone everyone deals with those, so we can't really blame them. They do, but we've lost our leading rusher only to have a guy step in and become a – uh, a superstar media darling in a win over Notre Dame. Um, I, I don't know if it's the starting quarterback is banged up or, or what, because, you know, this staff does not talk about injuries. So we might not know everything that's actually going on, but, you know, the offense is kind of dysfunctional. Uh, it, it's just, it's just not good enough to get over the hump in these games. I mean, that's a kind a word because to say that defense is great. Yeah. You're being kind saying dysfunctional. It's a it's a downright dumpster fire quite r- right now, honestly. And uh, I, I, I want to bring up a point you, you mentioned about kind of the, the, the possibility of, of bowl eligibility and kind of where that's at. Four games left, two of them on the road. Old Dominion and Georgia Southern on the road. You got App State and Georgia State kind of alternating those off. Do you think there's three wins there? No. No, I just don't see. I don't see us. I'm very worried about Saturday. Um, Old Dominion, you know, has a win over Virginia Tech. They have a win over Coastal Carolina. They ran ramp shot over Coastal Carolina. I have no idea what happened there. Well, but I they had a guy go off for big. I think it might be coach. Randy. I think it might be the ability and the fact that that there's some respect for Hayden Wolf at quarterback as opposed to Fanter, and that Watson kid was able to absolutely, like you said, go off against Coastal. Um, they didn't really use him much in the beginning of the year, but, like, you look at his numbers, he had 259, averaged 13.6 yards a carry against Coastal, had three touchdowns, did back it up with another 100-yard game the following week in Georgia Southern. So that kid's been very good this year, and in 2021 he ran for over 1,100 yards, so – we're going to have to stop Blake Watson in that run game. The junior from Queens been putting up some big numbers for Old Dominion. And then on the outside, you got the former uh, Mountaineer, Ollie Jennings, who at one point in time was leading the nation in receiving yards. Um, slowed down a little bit here over the last month. But uh, he's been a tremendous player as well. So we got our work cut out for us Saturday. Did we not? They took us to overtime last year at home, right? Yes, they did. Oh, they, played, yep. they played us very well last year. 
Um, that they they played well enough to win the entire game, and it wasn't until the very end uh, that we were able to get a late touchdown and pull it out. See, I, and that that makes me kind of wonder. Old Dominion this year still sitting there on on the verge of bowl eligibility. They've got they've got some games as well. Who's got the motivation Saturday? Right? Do we have it? Just trying to play for a bowl. We've lost a chance at a at a conference championship. You've already got the big win versus Notre Dame. You're going on the road. Or does Old Dominion kind of have that boost? Because, hey, they're looking to get the bowl eligibility. They're kind of – I would say their their goals are more in line right now still yet than maybe ours are. I think, I think both teams are kind of in similar positions. Um, ODU and Marshall both have had highlights this year, and then they've had some lows. I mean, it's been a roller coaster for both teams. But um, going on the road, you know, I think you got to give the edge to Old Dominion, even though Marshall's a slight favorite, according to the line. Yep. Three points, Randy, um, at the moment. But, but Old Dominion at home, um, you know, a lot to play for. I know Ricky Rain has history with Coach Huff. They coached together in the past. Uh, I think uh, he knows him pretty well based on last year's game. I thought Old Dominion's game plan last year for Marshall was excellent. They just, they played really well overall, played well enough to win. Um, you know, we, we need to be more balanced and, and hopefully can score some in this ball game. Um, you know, I say that every week now, but, you know, I, I don't know if we can win at ODU. Um, I hope we can. We've had some good wins on the road this year, so I don't think it's necessarily – we go on the road and don't play well. We, we've played well at James Madison. We played well at Notre Dame. Uh, but we've also had, you know, the game at Troy and the game at Bowling Green not go so well. But then App State at home. Um, App State's a super talented, tough team uh, with a veteran quarterback. They're going to put up points. And I don't see our team putting up a lot of points. Um, looking – Looking, that's another. That's another. Got to win it with your defense game for sure. Well, I, I just, I, I mean, it's going to be hard to do. Um, and then you know, Georgia Southern and Georgia State. You know, you'd like to think that you can get uh, State, but Georgia Southern uh, on the road. You know, that's a team that that's been pretty tough this year, and you're going to need to score points probably to beat them. So anytime we need to score points, I'm kind of concerned. Yeah, I think, and I think that's a fair assessment because they just have not shown the ability to be able to really do much of anything offensively, and it and it's scary to some to some extent. Um, when you brought in a coach that cuts his teeth on that side of the ball, and you, you know have what no really, ability. you know what really just, um, I, I don't want to say upsets, but what really aggravates me, I guess, or or the the thing that I think is a big grind your problem. gears, Randy, right, right. We we Marshall leads the nation in third down percentage defense. Leads the nation. It's like and you're four and four in the Sun Belt. Yeah, and, and we're four and four in the Sun Belt. I mean, we are on on third down. We are gangbusters stopping people. How are we four and four? We should be a lot better than that. It just doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, I mean, you'd think if you can get off the field and run the football that you'd have a pretty good season going. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, isn't isn't that what coaches just preach? Yeah, you've got a feature back who's really good, and he's your number two because you lost your number one, and your defense is stopping people on third down. Your rush defense is like number six in the country, like only allowing 87 yards per game. That's incredible. Uh, Our total defense is ranked in the top 10. We're number eight with 282 yards per game, and we're four and four with with two FCS wins and and a loss to Bowling Green and a loss to Louisiana at home. I mean, come on. You know, something's just not right here. I think that's, that's fair enough to say. You know, but I think, Randy, you say what's not right here. It's pretty obvious it's the quarterback position. Um, you look at what Coastal did Saturday night, right? Now, that offense very unique, and, and Grayson McCall is able to get him to that early lead. But he was able to nurse the rest of the game, find a way to win, right? We don't have that right now at the quarterback position, whether it be Colin B. not out there because of injury or whatnot. Marshall just doesn't have that guy who can take control of the offense and get, get them into plays they need to be into and make sure that they're – Staying in the right down and distance is also the penalties is absolutely killing Marshall, and it did again Saturday night. I think that's the biggest key as well because you're getting behind the sticks so often that you cannot utilize that running game to its fullest potential. Yeah, 52 uh, – I won't use names. 52 and other offensive linemen are absolute drive killers uh, typically this year and, and just killed us at Coastal in the red zone on multiple occasions with penalties, blown assignments, things like that. So, like it was at the beginning of the year, I still think the issue on offense revolves around the offensive line. Even when we can't move the ball, you get a big holding, you get, uh, you know, illegal formation, you get false starts, stuff like that. They just kill drives. Yeah, how, you, you can't have did, that. How did we beat Notre Dame? How you didn't. Did you didn't turn it over. Line perform to that level to beat a big, strong, good defensive football team in Notre Dame. I mean, it, it's perplexing to me. Yeah, it, it really is, Randy. You know, you go back and look at the Notre Dame, the game stats there. Only six turnovers, and they had the three, the, the three interceptions. I mean, that that in the end is the key. And how Marshall has to win these games. That's how they beat James Madison. They forced the turnovers. They didn't really penalize themselves very much. In, in that James Madison game, uh, the herd only had seven penalties, which is better than what they've done in a lot of these other games. So Huff kind of talks about the Marshall beaters, but they've, they, they've got to find a way to limit that. But at this point in time, you're eight games in. At, you're 75% of the way through the season. You know, you're in that fourth quarter, so to speak, coming up. It's probably not going to change much. The thing that, that, I mean, the statistics bear it out. I mean, you look at our pass offense, only 201.5 yards per game, 104th in the country. All right, our pass defense is 30th. Turnover margins plus 0.5, which is 33rd. Rush defense is 6. Our rushing offense is top 40, 36. Total defense number 8. Total offense is 71 because of that passing offense Mm -hmm, flash. mm -hmm. Scoring defense, 15. Scoring offense, 91. Only 24.9 points per game. And we're at a school 
that has produced a lot of great quarterbacks, and our folks are used to scoring points at will. They're used to seeing Rakeem Cato put up huge numbers, Chad Pennington, Byron Leftwood, Stan Hill, Eric Tony Cresser. Peterson, Todd Donnan, Eric Cresser. You just go on and on. And right now, we're just not able to get it done. Now, I think we've got some kids that have talent and will have bright futures. They're just not ready yet. I think Cam Fancher could be really good. He's just not ready yet. And that was the whole point of bringing in Columbia. The Power 5 transfer was supposed to be, uh, you know, the guy to to bridge the gap. And it's, it's just not worked out well for us for whatever reason. Yeah. And, and you know what? It, it worked out brilliantly for, for one Saturday in South Bend with with, with Henry. Um, hasn't worked as well since. and that's, I think he's hurt. He, yeah. he has to be hurt. Well, he hasn't played in a couple of weeks, and that's partially part of it, too. Wouldn't be shocked, Randy. You know, you talked about some of the youngsters. If we do see maybe a Zamora or even Cole Pennington get, get a couple snaps here down the stretch. Why not? If, you don't lose the red shirt produce. either, you know. I know. Um, use some of them. It, I mean, granted, they're, they're young, and, and, and it takes a while to, to grasp the game and the speed and, and growing into it. But at this point, why not? Uh, and maybe we will. Maybe down the stretch we'll see some of those younger quarterbacks a little bit. Well, we can't burn the red shirt any longer, so. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you, you might, well, you might thing, as well. Though. Here's the thing. Didn't we play a bunch of them in the first game just a little bit? I'm not. I don't recall, to be honest. Didn't several of them get into the game? I think Cole Pennington saw time in the first game. Cole Pennington did, yes. Um. I think we put a couple of them in there. So Zamora did as well. He was Zamora over got in yep. there a little bit too. So, um, you know, you just got to manage that to make sure they don't go over the game's played limit. That's yeah, all. exactly. And I mean, granted, if, if Fancher's doing the job, and you know, he's he's coming along a little bit. I mean, the last two games haven't been dreadful. I think they've been better, honestly, than what we they saw have. against Louisiana, Gardner going, Webb, and, and Troy. Going back that. to what Justin has said, though. Um, the offensive line hasn't been the best, you know, our, our pass protection not been the best. So, um, you know, I give Cam Fancher credit. You know, I don't think oh. he's been terribly bad. He played tough. He's Both a tough teams kid that he who's made some good things happen at times. He's just young. Yep, absolutely. Just, just young, still getting a grasp of everything and having to play two really tough teams. Um Randy, you know, you brought up earlier about Old Dominion and kind of how they've been a little leaky against the run, whereas we're 15th against the run. I mean, I think that in the end is going to be the key to the game. Is Old Dominion going to be willing to do what Coastal did, right, and bring and walk those safeties down and have a loaded box essentially almost all game? Because I think we can run the ball really well against these guys if they don't. If they don't commit all the way, I, I think so. It, Go back to don't penalize year. ourselves. We had Rasheen Ali, and and they did a good job of keeping it contained. So yes, they're they're ranked one hundred and first in rush defense. They're giving up two hundred fifty seven yards a game. I would I would like to think that we're going to be able to run all over them and have a field day, and I hope that's what happens. But I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if we can win the battle up front. Yeah, yeah I, that's going to be the key. And now, Randy, I'll say this. Last year, we got a little pass happy at times against Old Dominion and Huntington. Um, 
Wells Wells threw it a lot last year against them. Uh, probably should have been a little more about the ground game. We've beaten these guys four straight times. The lone win was in 2016 for Old Dominion in Norfolk. We've we've won once down there in 2018, a 42-20 win. Um, it's a program that's it's definitely, you know, starting to see some strides. It reminds This game reminds me a lot of the James Madison game in terms of you're going on the road versus a team that's still building their program, not necessarily to that same level or pedigree that you are or that some of these teams that we face like Louisiana's, the Coastals, those those brands, you know, the App States will face later. This is how it feels to me. It feels like we've still got better talent on the field than them. Are we able to execute and not beat ourselves? They're located in a recruiting hotbed. Yeah. They have players. There's no doubt. They, they, they're they located in a recruiting hotbed. They're in a good tidewater area of Virginia with a lot of population around them. Um, their, their program is young, like you said, not been around very long uh, at, at the FBS level. Um, yes, in the past, we should have had a uh, a significant leg up on them just historically but I honestly think that that's gone now um, I think we're very equal um, and we run the risk of being passed up by them just like we were passed up by UCF um, so we better get them while we can that, that's just being honest I think this is you know an important game and we really really need to win this one because we might look back on this season and say, oh, that's the year ODU turned the corner and uh, Ricky Rain's team got better and better and, and, and went to on to great things from there. Hmm. Interesting, right? Well, yeah. you make a good point about the recruiting hotbed being there and Tidewater and the Think Hampton about it. They've already area. beat Virginia Tech twice. They played UVA tough. They're right there. They've got a win over Coastal. Um, they've had a roller coaster. But at some point, I think Old Dominion is kind of a sleeping giant that is going to be very successful in football. Uh, and they'll be adding on to that stadium at some point in the future. Hey, um, speaking of, you can get in You can get into Old Ballard Stadium Saturday for $3. Yeah, I saw that on the secondary market. Um, they got 3 and $4 tickets. I did see that. Little far cry from the James Madison price there, right, Justin? Oh, my goodness. I've been to Old Dominion uh, when Cato was quarterbacking. It's not a – it's really small, but it's not a bad little stadium, plenty of room to grow. Um, and it was fun. So, they do have an up-and-coming program. That's obvious, and they're going to be successful um, in the long run. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And it's sad. You do see a lot of these schools that you look at 15 years ago and say, Marshall's afraid to go there, we might lose. You know, that would have been a crazy thought, and it's not crazy anymore. Yeah, it's, it's the changing of the times, it's the kind of the, the changing of the guard, obviously. Um, we, we, we kind of talked a little bit here earlier about how how old dominions you know ricky rain's got this thing kind of got the ship the ship righted of of these teams that we're kind of saying that have passed up marshall do you, 
You know, Old Dominion hasn't done it yet, but Central Florida is one of them, right? Who who else do you have on that list of teams that you're like, ah, they 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 kind of we were ahead of them 20 years ago, and now they've they've kind of zoomed by us. Anybody else other than UCF? Cincinnati. Everyone. everyone. Everyone that moved to the American Athletic Conference in the last two major reformations, every yeah. one of them, because we were ahead of all of them at one point um, as far as history and tradition and success. Um, you know, we were beating Louisville in bowl games. We were beating Cincinnati in bowl games. Louisville's now in the ACC. Uh, Cincinnati's yep. headed for the Big 12. That's the, the, that's, that's, that's interesting though. You bring that up because I, I mean I wouldn't necessarily say Marshall was ahead of them program wise, but I think like Marshall took the opportunities and was we able did. to capitalize on those. They might have been on equal footing. Now they're obviously not due to the Power Five obligation. Well, we, that's, that's a good we, point. You know, we we dominated them in bowl games. It's true. Um, we were ranked in the top twenty-five. They were not. Uh, roles reverse. Now they have geography on their side. They have large universities with bigger enrollments and a lot Money. of things yep. going yep. that way for them. I understand that, but all things being equal on the football field, we had a better product in the 1990s and early 2000s than, than those schools did. And, and we've, we, we've gone from being in a league with them to now being in the Sunbelt conference. I mean, it is what it is. Hey, I, I love the Sun Belt, though. I'll say that right, all right now. We can all love it, but at the end of the day, we are in a league now with teams that were at the FCS level just a few years ago when we were already playing FBS and going to bowl games. I mean, Would you just, rather be in the Sun Belt is. or the MAC, though, Randy? Um, I'd rather be in the Sun Belt right now in the current configuration of the world. Absolutely. Right. But, okay. But honestly – I would have loved to have been in the American uh, the first time around. I, we always did more with less. We had the lowest budget. We had the smallest enrollment of all the public schools. But by golly, our football team produced, and we won some big games. And we had a swagger. Yep. We expected to win every time we went onto the field. And that's a credit to Coach Pruitt and the administration that was there at the time and, and the leadership we had at the university, we jumped up into the Mac and had immediate success and did so well that we were able to go into the conference USA that had those big boys in it at the time. Um, you know, a school with a enrollment of only about 8,000 undergrads at a public school, and we were able to compete with the likes of Houston and UCF and SMU and East Carolina. Uh, that was another on, one that we didn't on bring a up earlier. But yeah. basis. Uh, and, and it was awesome. Uh, did we have growing pains? Absolutely. But you know what? I think Marshall fans loved, and I think the attendance numbers will bear that out if you go back and look. Even if we weren't winning, in that 2005, 2006, 2007 period where we had transition happening, it was exciting to go to a game and see three or 4,000 people from East Carolina in purple setting in that stadium. It was exciting to get to play SMU. It was exciting uh, to play those brands, okay? 
And, and I think that's part of what our people miss. And if you don't go too far and realize also, not only did we take a major leap up and play in a tougher league at that time, our non-conference scheduling was superb. We played multiple power fives every year. There was none of this two FCS teams or, or, or trying to get a win here. We were playing Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, West Clemson. Virginia, yep. Virginia Tech, Wisconsin, Miami, Florida. You know, people want to talk about Mark Snyder and down him. He played the most difficult schedules in the history of Marshall football. By far. When we were down, by far. It's not even close. And then in his league, he was dealing with top 25 teams like Southern Miss, who had an NFL quarterback, <laughs> and and Houston. Davis, Allen, right? And Houston, yes, Austin yeah. Davis. And I'm just, you know, it blows my mind how negative some people are toward uh, Coach Snyder. Well, let me ask you this real quick, Randy. You talked about talking about. I can tell. Um, You you talk about how Marshall was able to kind of so quickly elevate their play and become, you know, the team in the MAC. What Mm -hmm. is lacking right now at Marshall to do that in the Sun Belt versus what we were doing in the MAC? What what do you think is the main difference? Uh, you know, the world has changed. There are a lot more programs in FBS now. There are more opportunities for kids to transfer. There are more opportunities for kids to be seen. The portal, name, image, likeness, all that. The whole landscape has changed since the 90s. Okay, I, I recognize that. But recruiting is the bedrock of your program. It was then, it is now. I don't care if it's a transfer or a high school kid, you've got to recruit. And Bob Pruitt and Jim Donnan before him, giving Jim credit as well, oh, yeah. went out and recruited really well and got really good football players to come to Marshall. And when you look at those names and those guys that came in there, if you go back to the 1997 West Virginia Marshall football game in Morgantown and you look at the rosters of those two schools, I, we had something like 24 or 25 guys who played in that game that made it into the National Football League. How amazing is that? Incredible. And Marshall, it wasn't all WVU. Half that number were Marshall guys that were on that roster. We were producing NFL players and not just the Chad Penningtons and the Byron Leftwiches and the Randy Mosses. Chad, the I'm, Girardi Mercers. I'm and, talking uh... about the Rogers Beckett's, the Chris – uh, Crockers. I'm talking John about the John yep. Graces, the John Wades, the Steve Shulos, the Darius Watts, Josh Davises. I could Denaro Marriott. I could go on and on and on how good these guys were and and how they produced. Um, we just recruiting. don't have that. We're not it's doing recruiting. that right now. Yeah, uh, it's harder to recruit now. Everybody has newer facilities and all this stuff. But I'm going to say something now that's probably going to get me in trouble. But I'm going to say it anyway. Fire away, Randy. Say it with your chest. The current Marshall staff has better facilities and more resources than any coaching staff in the history of Marshall University football. They have more positions, more money, better facilities, an indoor practice. They have a brand new locker room, a renovated Shoei building, and a higher budget than any coaching staff in history. And they're playing in the Sun Belt Conference. If we're going to be 4-4... If we're going to be four and four, um, 
I'd, I'll take four and four in the American. I'd take four and four in a in a bigger league where our resources are being outdone. But in the Sun Belt, there's no excuse for not being successful. You better be winning and going to a bowl every year. That, hey, that's what ab- I'm saying. Absolutely, Randy. Success is going to start Saturday. Let's go ahead here and get to some predictions here real quick. I hope so. Let's go um, Justin, Justin, what, what, what do you got? Lead us off there, buddy. Well, I do. I, this game is a little frightening from the perspective of Old Dominion is still competing for a conference title, and we are not. Um, in terms of X's and O's, I don't see much difference in what it's been the last six games. Uh, man. Okay, I'm going 24-21 herd. Okay, I like it, Justin, taking taking the push with the herd with the points and then believe you're just slightly under on the total, my friend. I'm definitely under on the total because I think our defense – I mean, take away that first quarter against Coastal. Well, we, held, we held them to three over three Dominant. quarters. Um, and it yeah. wasn't yeah. – and they and didn't we hate, sniff, And we gave they them that, those three points. points too. Yeah, they didn't sniff yeah. points other than those three. So – no, I mean, I, I and think even that was can, a fumble at the 40, right? Right. Yeah. I think we hold Old Dominion down um, until the fourth quarter, and then I think, you know, score a couple touchdowns here and there, and I think we kick a field goal to win it from 37 yards. Because if it's over 40, it's getting blocked. <laughs> That's, I like sounds it. about I right. I like that prediction. That's a good one. Sounds about right. Randy, what do you got, buddy? I'm going to go 27 to 20. Marshall finds a way to win because we need it. We have to have this one. Yep. 27 20. We just find a way to do it. Um, I don't care where we get the points as long as we have one more point than the other team. But uh, maybe the defense scores or, or maybe um, quarterback uh, shows some further development and we just have a good day up front. So guys, yeah. I'm I'm I like that I like that Randy going with a little development up front, maybe being able to have make a few plays. I'm gonna go with twenty six to sixteen. I think we're gonna force a few turnovers and I think we'll be able to run the football with, with relative ease um against old Dominion. And I don't think they're gonna be as kind of gung ho about bringing all those dudes down into the box like uh, like Coastal was. Randy, one real quick thing before we get out of here. Now, we've got the predictions. A place down there, a must stop for barbecue. Well, I would recommend Redwood Smoke Shack when you're down down at Old Dominion. Uh, they do a lot of handcrafted, rubbed, smoked kind of Texas-style barbecue. Uh, they've got a pit master owner down there. Uh, they do a really, really good job, and they've got the brisket. They've got your pulled pork. They've got a lot of different flair down there. So Ooh. I would highly recommend checking out the Redwood Smoke Shack when you're in the uh, uh, greater Norfolk area. Redwood Smoke Shack. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm in for that. That sounds real, real good. And by Try the way, that. Randy, the lasagna we had last week at the tailgate was phenomenal. Just so you know. Oh, very now, nice. Thanks. Right, right. Hey. So, 
everyone remember Redwood Smoke Shack down there in Norfolk? Hopefully we have ourselves a nice little W versus Old Dominion. Be fired up coming back home for App State. We're going to need all the wins we can get to play some football around Christmas time, Randy. Let's hope we, let's hope we yeah, can pull it off. Let's hope they get through it. And uh, hopefully they continue to progress, get better and better, get some of our young guys up there, get some wins, and get bowl eligible. Go Absolutely, because I think that's a huge thing for Huff here in year two is to find a way to a bowl. I think that would alleviate some of the the scuttle that's surrounding him at the moment, I think. Well, you just got to win. At Absolutely, day, like Al Davis said, win. just win, baby. But, but injuries and, and things happen that, that can really derail those kind of things. So there's a lot going on. I know they put the best guys out there that we've got, and they try to do the best to put us in a position to win each week. You know, those football coaches um, – that they know a lot of football or they wouldn't be in the positions they're in. That's absolutely right, Randy. Well, till next time, y'all, let's take it easy. Let's go herd, get that W versus the Monarchs, and uh, let's, let's cue the music.